I'm Pastor Danielle. I'm one of the pastors here at Spark, and I'm really honored to be here and to be welcoming you all. Um, Ten years ago when we started this community uh, with a small group of friends and, um, and a whole bunch of you who are here in the room right now, um, we were wondering what it would look like, how it would be, and what we might be focused on, how, what kind of community we would build. So in the good work of retelling stories, we want to tell you a little bit about what God has been doing in our midst. So we'll start with in the beginning, right? Those are some good words to start with. Does that sound right? Let me tell you a little bit about how we got started. So Spark was started by a group of us who wanted to create a community where people who are taking very seriously the discipleship of Jesus, what it means to follow Jesus in this world, how do we live this out, how do we live it out in the context of Silicon Valley. Started building a friendship with, with Rabbi Ari Carton here at Congregation Eitz Chaim. He's the Rabbi Emeritus and the founding Rabbi of Eitz. If the people in a religion or any philosophical group of human beings treat people and the world and all the beings and lives in it as precious and good, and want to leave the world a better place than it was when they found it, then I say your religion is good. And I had wondered if we started a church, where it would be. So when Ari asked me what we were going to do, I was like, well, I think we're kind of starting about thinking about starting a church. And he said, oh, well, you can meet here. We look at the adherents of the religions. We look at the people who are in it. We look at the people who are teaching it and say, are they the kind of people that looks like what we think God would want? And if that's what we see, then that's who they are. And all the rest of the symbols and metaphors are just ways to get there. Wouldn't it be beautiful and wonderful if the very core and essence of one of our values was physically lived out every week by sharing space? And so I knew that this church in this place would send goodness forth because they're your teachers. And as long as you try to learn what they model, this will be a good place. And we will be a Jewish congregation proud to have you as our ambassadors, as proud as we would of anybody else in the congregation. So that's, that's what happened. And the truth is, Eitz Chaim has planted a church. They were incredibly, and still are, incredibly generous to us. And they've been generous to us for a decade. So with my whole heart, I thank you for this gift, and I welcome you to Eitz Chaim. So with that, I'd like to invite up a dear friend, and colleague and the rabbi here at Congregation Eitz Chaim, Rabbi Chaim, and he's going to share a few words with us. First of all, let me just say thank you. Thank you for giving us space to grow, to become who we are trying to be, to live out our values. I'm thankful for your friendship, and I can't believe now we get to be here all week long together as of March, not just on Sundays. I can't tell you how delightful it is to be able to wander down the hall and Seeheim and Ellen and Megan and Abra and everybody else and offer them a coffee. So that's like, or in your case, a cold chocolate milk. So I'm very grateful for you, friend. Thank you for being here.
זה היום עשה אדוני נגילה ונשמחה בו. The psalmist says, today is the day that God created. Let us rejoice and celebrate on it. I congratulate Spark Church, the pastors, the people, all of you on reaching 10 years. It's quite an accomplishment, and I feel honored to be a witness here today. So thank you. I also want to say thank you to the incredible music, to Junior. Where's Junior? And all of the musicians and singers today. Wow. Every time I walk in the building on a, on a Sunday afternoon or whether I'm trying to get some work done <laughs> in my office, I'm often distracted by the beauty and, and, and the aliveness of the music and the spirit that's emanating from this Beit Knesset, from this, this, this holy space. And it's hard for me not want to, to come down the hall and, and, and feel some of that energy. And especially the music, because Eitz Chaim is also a very musical congregation. And when I hear these voices and the music coming from here, I, I really feel like you're raising the roof in a good way. And this roof, all roofs need to be raised in houses of worship to make them higher, to make them more broad in order to create more space for more people and more communities to be under that roof. And Eitz Chaim, and I think I speak for all of us at Eitz Chaim, the, the staff, beginning with Rabbi Ari Carton, who you heard his words of wisdom, he said, we are blessed to have you here. And speaking on behalf of the congregation, you've given us an incredible gift to help achieve our mission and our values, to live out our values of once again making our home, our roof, large enough for all of us who share our values. And Danielle, from the day that I met her, when she shared the, four core, the five core values, starting with love, love your neighbor as yourself, well, to have a neighbor like you has really been a blessing. And continuing with reputation, reconciliation, rescue, it's been a blessing to be able to share so many social action and social justice programs uh, over the seven years that I've been here. It's, it's wonderful that we, again, share that value of rescue and ending with resurrection. I don't know if you, exactly why you chose this particular Sunday, but this is a very holy week, 10 days for us, because we're right between Rosh Hashanah, the new, the new year, and Yom Kippur, which is the day of repentance. And these are our 10 days of return, 10 days of what we call Teshuvah, which, in other words, are 10 days of renewal. And so to be here today, to stand in front of you, uh, to wish you congratulations for 10 years during these 10 days of repentance, during these 10 days of renewal, again, feels like a blessing. Thank you, God. Thank you, pastors. Thank you, community. Zehayom asadonai nagila v'nismechabo. This is the day that God made. Let us continue to rejoice and celebrate on it. Here's to 10 more.
Mazel tov. Congratulations. All right, amen. Let's go have tacos. That was incredible. Thank you. Thank you, Rabbi Chaim. Um, his wife, Karen, and their three kids have become like family to us since they showed up. And I don't know if you can appreciate how um, nervous I was because I was so dear friends with Rabbi Ari and still am. He's like one of my BFFs. And when he retired, I was nervous. Who would they bring? And I could not have asked for a better friend and brother and family to come and to be part of our family, too. We're just so deeply grateful. Thank you. And to all of the ethnics, and I know there's at least one or two others here, thank you so much. Uh, we're deeply in debt to you and are so grateful. So that's one of the ways we began. And the other way that we began was actually on a rooftop bar in Puerto Vallarta. It's exactly how all good church stories start. So um, Kevin and I were doing the fun, you know, let's go to Mexico on an all-inclusive, is this something? We've never done anything like this before or since this one event, right? This was like, and we did, went on a Thanksgiving, which I would never leave my family. And when we went, we sat at this rooftop bar and we had a conversation. We we're kind of at this crossroads in life. What are we going to do? Felt like God was moving. We were supposed to do something new. And we discussed and talked about what are the things that seem to we seem to orbit around regarding the expression of the way of Jesus in our world. Like, how do we, where do we always trying to find a way to do, no matter where we are, whether we're here or at a particular church or just in our communities or in our household and family, um, and whether we're um, here or in Israel, Palestine, what are we doing? And so we sat down and on a napkin wrote these five values down which Haim just re referred to. These five values that shaped our community. And you can see early on, we had um, clip art, screen grab kind of logos. And if you remember those early logos and setting up those first signs on like closet racks, you can raise your hand. You were helping us do all of those things at the very beginning. Um, and while we have aged 10 years, the values don't change. The way of Jesus hasn't changed. How we're trying to live this out in the world hasn't changed. We're still trying to figure out how to best express the love of God in our community and the love God has for every single person we meet and the love God has for us, for ourselves. We really truly understand that you all, we all are deeply loved, deeply loved by God and God is just fond of you. And we talk about trying to then pull that through in reputation, through teaching and handling God's word well, through resurrection, through reconciliation, as we already talked about, whether it's racial reconciliation or multi-faith reconciliation or simply reconciliation in families and in households, um, and then moving to rescue and to resurrection. These values are continuing to be the ways in which we are seeking to live out Jesus in our place trying to walk out the way of Jesus, trying to follow those steps. And so some of us might think at different times, oh, Spark is a, and Kevin's really great at articulating this, a liberal church, a progressive church, a fill-in-the-blank church, whatever it is. And we just keep trying to explain to everybody the reasons why we do what we do is because of Jesus. The reasons why we welcome all it's because we have all been welcomed. 
the reasons why we extend and get involved in things like racial justice and climate justice is because we feel that we've been rescued and we want to make sure to extend that rescue to others. Haim and I both have in our offices the framing from Toni Morrison, the function of freedom is to free another. We are grateful for the opportunity to live these things out together. And Spark will continue to be a place where we orbit around these values and this way. So that's part of what happened on that rooftop bar in Puerto Vallarta. And then we came back and we started talking about it with some friends and saying, we think we want to start something like that. So then we were really gravitating around again this in the beginning theme right from Genesis chapter 1. And you'll recall in Genesis 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Vaihi or, let there be light. And there was light, and God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness, and he called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and morning the first day. And when we were thinking about light and thinking about how God calls light into existence, we were reminded that light's the very th first thing God makes. The very first thing that God makes is light. It's the first thing that God says is good, and that light brings life. So if you've ever been trying to figure out why are they called Spark? Why aren't they called First Congregational Church of Spark? Um, it is because we are trying to focus on being light in this world. So then why aren't we called like searchlight, spotlight, something really big, big light? Um, because we love this idea that the divine spark is here in the world for all of us and that we get to reflect that light to others. And when you look up spark in the dictionary, and this is what we talked about 10 years ago, it's a small particle of burning substance thrown out by a larger body in combustion or a hot glowing particle struck from a larger mass, especially when heated by friction. And the reason why it's spark is because we didn't start the fire. It's been always burning since the world's been turning. This is not about us. We're not worried, right? This is, listen, people would used to say to me 10 years ago, aren't you nervous you're starting a church? And I was like, no, not really nervous. This has been going on. An ecclesia, a gathering, an assembly has been going on for 3,000 years. We're just the spark. All we have to do is try to reflect God's light in the world. And I think there's been some beautiful ways that you all have done this. Let's take a look. When we get together, we are saying to each other and to the world we are here right now because we've decided that love and life triumph over death and destruction. And we're all in this victory together. A place where we see the world no longer focused on our small community, our small world, but through the embrace of God's love in Christ that calls people of every tribe, tongue, and nation into a new humanity, into a world of God's justice and mercy. And at the deepest level, I think I was so ashamed that I hoped that he would rock away, not me, but instead he went to the mat with me. He rolled around, he clung, he held me tight as I flailed. So. Why Jesus, he never lets go. Because more than I can ever imagine, Jesus loves me and us all. And he especially loves the poor and the suffering. At the end of the day, it's living right. It's loving your neighbor, loving God, right? With all your heart, you know, hero Israel, right? Loving, at the end of the day, if we don't have get that basic thing right, then everything else is noise, man. Everything else is noise.
when we're doing this whole love thing right, we start to look a lot more like that guy who had dinner with the outcasts and who changed the way that we view power. Rebuild God's reputation one person at a time, one interaction at a time. Listen for that person's confusion, their anger, their criticisms of God, and then help them to see that a lot of that isn't God. A lot of that is actually God's people trying their very best to represent him well and messing up. The most profound experience for me coming into Spark was joining the race group, walking together and everybody in that group um, being so vulnerable, um, so understanding and sensitive, but also being open and courageous with me as well. I think that's really what the kingdom of Jesus is. I also think that's what Spark is. Now more than ever, we need people, and I would say we need a church who has the courage to live on the edge of the inside, who love their parties and organizations so much that they can critique them as a brother, operate on them from the inside as a friend, and dauntlessly insist that they live up to their truest selves. This is what I want Spark to become a place where we will constantly insist that the people who claim the name of Jesus live up to the name of Jesus. When we judge the Bible's truthfulness based on what it's trying to do, rather than what we want it to do, the Bible becomes this power-packed agent of wisdom that continues to speak to us today in brilliant ways. These stories were passed down to us, not because they just wanted to make sure that they got the facts correct, these stories were passed down to us because our ancestors believed that their descendants would carry on this good news into this new world, into whatever this world would be. That's a sign of a healthy church. That's a sign of like everybody is welcome within that context. Everybody is welcome within that community. And I'd say that we picked this up because we're still working out our salvation. No, the entire message of Jesus is the kingdom of heaven is coming here. So to think about heaven religiously is to think about how earth and heaven are actually coming together. They are being rebound together like it was in Eden, like it was in the beginning, like it was in the creation, that it's coming together. You all have thrown off so many sparks these last 10 years. We are who we are because of each of you coming here and helping us to create a place where people can be loved and where they can find that light. You have done this. You are the light of the world, Jesus says. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before people that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. You have done beautiful, light, and life-giving work these last 10 years, and we bless God for you, for each one of you. Thank you so much for coming and creating this community together. Now, I realize that as an entire globe, we are in the middle of the great reset or the great resignation or the great I'm out of here or... 
the great eject button and all of the things. But I want to let you know that Spark is not in the middle of a great reset. Spark will still do this. We're still going to look to you and we're still going to try to find ways together, whatever is happening in front of us, to try to walk out the way of Jesus. 1 John 2.6 says, whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus walked, which means we love our neighbor, we love our, those who are perceived as enemies, and we insist on centering the least of these in our midst. And those values are not getting reset they're staying. They're still the same. Nothing is changing. We're thankful for 10 years, and we're just getting started. So 10 years ago, we handed out sparklers, and some of you got really creative with some long shutter holds, and a good job. And now, 10 years later, we're going to hand them out again for you to do at home <laughs> when it's dark. Um, and we want you to figure out ways where this year in year 10, the slide that Kevin has created and puts up at the end of every service, and he'll say, now is the time to create, connect, and contribute. Find a way to do that. We've been able to do that on Sundays for the most of these 10 years. Up until March, when now we're given space where we can be here and be good for the community all week long. I have to tell you, this is what I'm hopeful for for year 10. Not that there's a great reset, but that there's more, more of what's been happening in the last 10 years. I'm so deeply honored that when I put on Facebook, and yes, I know, Facebook, but when I said, really grateful for 10 years, a vast majority of the people who commented on that page were from Eitz Chaim. And Ellen Bob wrote, Spark makes our neighborhood a better place. What else could I ask for? And I'm so grateful because now when you go on Google and you type in Spark Church and you see it, it doesn't say only open Sundays. Now it gives our hours all week. You can come find us all week long. And when we started Spark, we kept saying, we don't want to just be good for the community one day a week. We want to be good for the community. We would like to do that thing Mr. Rogers talked about a long time ago. We would like to be good neighbors all week long. So would you consider, as we look forward to the next 10 years, how God might be touching your heart to come and create and connect and contribute to this community so that we can have more of this. Having Spark here, in addition to Patty's small group, has been amazing, as you are, has been a wonderful space for me to um, explore my faith and my queerness uh, as one and not separate them from each other. With you know the knowledge of scripture, to really dig deeply and to really ponder people's concerns with uh, LGBTQ and the church, and help other people to learn that God gives us freedom to love everybody, no matter their gender or orientation. And at Spark, I've never once felt like I'm not supposed to be here. Not only have I felt like I can talk to other people, but that I can talk to God in a place that it is okay for me to do that. I get to bring the perspective of uh, an older woman, a black woman, a Cameroonian woman, an African woman. I we welcome you in the fullness of your being, which is such a refreshing statement. Our whole family went to Israel on a tour and it just reminded us of how much, how rich the teaching is. Spark is a wonderful home for two kinds of person. You've got godless, secular, pro-science agnostics like me 
And you've got people who have like been really hurt by conservative evangelical fundamentalist churches and are ready to like break away and they want something better. And it's fascinating to see how those two groups of people interact here. A lot of it for me personally has been all the different iterations of small group that we've been through. And that's when we get to know each other and that's when the bonds I think really develop. I was pretty burnt out on church as I had known it and experienced it. Spark has been such a deeply transformative and empowering place for me to own my faith as a teenager um, and then continue to try to explore it and wrestle and, and figure it out alongside other people. I feel that Spark is a place for healing, a place for, hey, bring the pain. I mean, much like, much like Christ, right? Bring all of yourself. Bring your pain, bring your disappointment, bring your questions. Christ is big enough for all that. And Spark is a place where you can bring those things. And we're big enough for all of that. And we can love you still. It's a community to me that believes in the least of these. It's a community that believes in the immigrant. Yeah, it's probably one of the main reasons that I continued in my faith is finding a church like Spark. Spark is a place where you can show up at any stage of your faith and feel that it's exactly where you need to be. My world is getting a lot more confusing and I'm having to do a lot of wrestling because I always thought that oh, Christianity is bigotry and negativity and, and Pastor Danielle is turning that upside down and, and <laughs> to me now Christianity is love and Spark is home. What are you all going to do for the next 10 years? Come, create. Spark will take the shape of the people who come here and put their hands on it. Lean in and find ways to love one another and to live out the way of Jesus in our world. As we do every Sunday, we turn our attention and our hearts towards the banqueting table that Jesus set before us towards a table that is open and welcome to everyone. Anyone who is hungry, come and eat. Anyone thirsty, come and drink. The table is open for all of us. For the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread, blessed it, and broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in the remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, drink this, all of you. This is the blood of my new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. This table is for all. All are welcome at this table. It's not my table. It's not Spark's table. It's God's table. And God waits for us here.